Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Second Take Variety Hour, the show that, much like me attempting to watch a Tim Allen film, probably won't last the entire hour. And I'm Sebastian. Boo, Seb. Boo on you. Tim Allen is a treasure. (laughs) I'm Andy Shosler. And I'm Alex. Wait, is it just us today? Tim Allen is a person. I have no strong feelings on either way. (laughs) That is, he is technically a person. And who's speaking here? Hello, wrong number. I'm Tim Allen. Oh, you're Tim Thanks. Allen. Yeah. Love Galaxy Quest. Big fan. Okay, you know, yes. I didn't really enjoy it that much. Yeah. Watching it back in the film. It was a lot more fun to shoot than it was to watch. I'm not liking this game, but I do. I will <laughs> say I forgot Galaxy Quest when I took a shot at him. That's a very yeah. good movie. Home Improvement yeah, is a good, good show you too. shut your mouth. No, it's fine. <laughs> and Buzz, Buzz Lightyear? That was the wrong noise. That was definitely a tilt time. No, noise. that's yeah. the noise from this week's review. Um, we did creep. That's like the wolf rubbing its ass against the door noise. How would you? How that would was you do more the- of like the the home improvement uh, intro? Where I know like, what you were trying to do. Uh, that's yeah. the one I thought you were trying to do. Just okay. didn't go as high. Oh, time. okay. Well, because I thought I was like, you can do that. I've heard you do this noise. <laughs> like, I can't believe. It. Oh, yo, 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 yo. All right. Um. Before we get into like the bulk thing that we do in the show, I do have this week slash Fortnite's movie news. There won't be any more for the Fortnite. Oh my God. <gasps> so as of uh, yesterday, Daredevil season three is now the last season of that show. It's being canceled by Netflix. Oh, Finally. Um, they're Marvel saying like, yeah, they might not, we might not be done with it. So maybe they'll attempt to pick it up or maybe they're on their um, streaming service, the Disney one, or maybe they're just trying to save face. But I would say that, if Daredevil's gone, I like Jessica Jones, but it has no chance of surviving if they've already cut Daredevil. Like, because mm. well, they have also said that Daredevil, the character, might live on in other people's shows, yes. in other shows. So yeah, that's a thing. But I do have a, a small list of other things that Netflix has cancelled as of last week, and I know this is a sensitive issue for you, Andrew. No, it, it's not sensitive that they're cancelling. No, I know it's the uproar. That well, no, shows die sometimes. That's perfectly natural. No, everything must live forever and people must keep working <laughs> even when shows get boring and terrible. Right. Can, can, I'm looking can at you, Simpsons. <laughs> I still don't know. Yes, so there was a, this is like 20 different shows. I didn't write down all of them because I just don't care. Um, now, some of these were cancelled. Some of these have just had final seasons. Like they yeah. were just scripted in. So in that list, Orange is the New Black is done. Yep. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt no. was cancelled. Orange is the New Black. Has a new season coming yeah, out. Final That's season. It. Yeah, final yeah, season. Yeah. But I believe in that, I could be wrong. I think in that case, it is a, it's a final season rather yeah. than they haven't been renewed. Like they were planning to go to yeah, this Yeah, of point. course. Yeah. It's got to end somewhere. Yes, but some of these shows were also like 
cliffhanger endings that were meant to continue and no Netflix is cancelled. That happens yeah, too. It it's not like Netflix Andrew, is setting a new no precedent. I'm arguing with you. I'm just giving you the list of shows that are not returning. I'm really just thinking out loud on behalf of the audience. <laughs> House of Cards was actually cancelled. Um, now, I read that Series of Unfortunate Events was cancelled, but I've also heard people saying, no, nah, it was only meant to go for the two seasons. So I'm only halfway through the season two at the moment. I don't know whether it comes to the end of the books <laughs> by the end of the season or not, but it's gone skis. That horrible Sense8 show is gone. And yeah. Hemlock Grove is gone. The one about the- How dare you? How dare I what? Horrible sensation. show. I said You that. haven't even watched it. I've attempted to watch the trailer once and I yeah, found it okay. both shallow and pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, as of an hour ago, Rupert Grint has been added to an M. Night Shyamalan thriller series on Apple. Now, I, didn't, I did no further reading because there were too many words in that about like invested parties. And I just thought that was fun. Who's the actor? Rupert Grint. Oh. Have you, M. Night Shyamalan, Thriller at Apple. I didn't know Apple so had a streaming service right? in, in all of this. Oh, had, now I understand. I thought the I thought like they were giving you the show setting as well. Like he's he's working at Apple. And then that's you know what it. honestly with that title, maybe I've misread it. Like that could also be it. <laughs> like Rupert Grint stars in an Apple-based thriller. Yeah, I was like <laughs> so bad. Why would they tell us that? Piece of information. I'd watch I'm a show. Confused. I know. I'd watch a show set in Google headquarters, but it's not Google. Yeah. It's Apple, and they're very different. And they hate each other. That's the same. That's, thing. that's the plot it's... of uh, the interns, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. Old people being yeah. interns in yeah. Google. Uh, Sylvester Stallone says he's retiring the Rocky character after Creed Two has come out. Fine. Which was funny in itself because I was like, I don't believe you. And then yeah, Dolph Lundgren came out saying, I also don't believe you, Stallone. It's <laughs> like I, I was like, I know how much money you need. Um, <laughs> The Russo brothers, the guys that have been doing like the Avengers and Captain America Civil War and stuff, said that as far as they are aware, Chris Evans isn't done with Captain America yet. So whether they're he just- He needs money too? Well, I assume they're just saying that because if he is done, they want it to be kind of a surprise because everyone's like, oh, no, he's retiring from the role. So you're expecting his death. I assume they're trying to cloud the water there. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who fucking knows? They also said that Loki is dead and gone to stop talking about him on the internet because it's pissing them off. Can I please- Make a petition, yes, to get rid of Chris Evans as Captain America. You can make Please. it. You can make the petition. I will not sign, sir, but I will. I'll sign for you. Okay. Can Ant Man kill him, please? Like through the butt? Yeah, that, that's the that's the only way he can do it. He goes in through the butt and explains. I am aware of the logistics <laughs> that you're implying. It's like why that? Well, how else would Ant Man kill someone? Paul Rudd's too funny. He'd do it accidentally. Like, oh god, I didn't realize where I was. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so dark in here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Speaking of dark uh, and gritty, uh, DC is planning a Blue Beetle movie, which, have you guys familiar with the character? No. It's one of the ones that like they could actually do like a dark and gritty version of it. It would make sense. Um, from normally, the character itself, I forget the actual like guy's name. He's a Hispanic superhero. There's this alien slash technological organism that attaches itself to him. And it effectively acts as like a defense system for its host. So he has kind of control over it, but more so it has its own intelligence. And it will, if it's terrified of this or that happening, it will just fully cover his body in an Iron Man like suit, weapons, weapons blasting and all. And he's he's just stuck with it. Like he can't be removed. Isn't, he is, isn't this Venom? Yeah, but tech. That's it. Honestly, yeah, you're kind of right. Isn't there a movie they called did? Venom? No, no, no. Is this released? <laughs> <laughs> yes. no, 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 no. It's like Symbiote or something. And. It, it uh, I think 
the the premise is the guy is trying to um like clean his name or something and the government's like well we can do this and it's like and like an ai thing that like he has to oh yeah yeah um, what's that called symbiote or something it's not symbiote i know what you're talking about though yeah it's it he works like a full interface yeah. in his body and he, he's like talking to it and it, it can like move his body for him. Oh, so you're talking has- about Upgrade. Upgrade, that's the one. Upgrade. Yeah. Bad movie. Yeah. Don't watch it. But it's like that. But imagine like an Iron Man suit as well. Like it fully covers this person with that kind of like, yeah, once again, like Venom, but tech. Okay. Not a terrible hero seeing him through other things. And if DC is managed is to be alive long enough to make that movie, it would be one of the ones that can play Duck because this is one of those characters that is just, he has no choice. He is stuck with this thing attached to him. He doesn't get to take off his costume end of the day and have a normal life. He, if you're, he's out at a restaurant and something goes wrong, the suit just kicks in and he has to go along with it. Stop making dark comic book films. Nobody wants to see them DC. I agree, but this one at least lends itself to that rather than picking Superman and making him a serial killer. Don't do it. Leave yeah. it in a comic. Save your money. Fund some, some talking picture where people have an interesting idea. Even better. Stop making movies. <coughs> in fact, just dissolve the company. <laughs> Uh, let me just give all the rights to me and I won't let anyone make any more intellectual property based around your characters and the world will be a better place. Hear, hear. You've destroyed yourselves, DC. (laughs) My final piece of news. Uh, Tom Hanks has apparently been tapped to play Geppetto in the live-action Pinocchio. Which is not a bad choice. I mean, he's... I guess Geppetto sounds Italian. He's very not Italian, but that aside, I don't care. Like, I he think he's a, he's a good role for it. You remember, yeah. you remember Tom Hanks' early films? I don't remember Tom Hanks at all. Who he is could, he? He could pull it off. Hey, he could definitely do it. I reckon so. I mentioned Tim Allen at the opening. Now we're talking Tom Hanks. Is this a Toy Story crossover? It's not. Oh. I have no Toy Story related news. No, it's all Tom's. <laughs> well, Toy Story 4 has been announced. It's coming out next year. And there's a spork no in it really? called Forky. Ugh. It looks like they're going into the uh, whole what constitutes a toy. Where does a toy get its Because yeah. it's literally a, a, in the ad, it's a fork with like pipe cleaners and a face drawn on it, like for arms and a face drawn right. on it, and it's alive. And people are like, okay, so because a kid made that to be a toy, it's now alive. When did that? But yeah. Oh. So I doubt that the movie's getting into that, but I'm kind of curious as well. Okay. Huh. I'd like to see that actually. So before we get into our reviews, I thought of a new segment where I will describe to you, I'll, I'll take verbatim a plot of a movie on IMDb, and your job is to guess the starring actor and Ooh. potentially, for bonus points, the title. So it is a legitimate film? Yes. They're going to read off? Oh, I like this game. Now, okay. some of them are going to be ridiculous. Some of them are just, you, you'll see. I, I'm not promising you outlandish plots here, but your aim is to work out who it is, and if you can get the title, bonus points. But once again, I have no prize for you, so it's just for pride, guys. No, all right, pride. All right. okay. main, main actor and title. Okay. okay. When a devastating illness threatens to end Evan Lake's career at the CIA, he goes rogue to hunt down a terrorist who tortured him during a mission gone awry years ago. Oh Lake House God. starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I'm not no? going to say yes or no until you all guessed. All right. But definitely no to that one. <laughs> I'm guessing the title's uh, Plague. It's going to be Plague. And it's starring... Oh, let's throw in let's throw in Ernest Borgnine. Alex? Uh, I want to say The Epidemic and Tom Hanks. No, Cruise. Tom Cruise. I meant Tom Cruise. Okay, we're not off to a good start here, guys. I will say, though, you had, you had no way of guessing the film name because it's called Dying of the Light. Oh, my but God. But starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, really? I actually looked at that earlier today. 
Really? I kid you not. Okay, so we I, both- didn't, I didn't read the, I don't know why I was reading it, but You're telling I didn't me read the synopsis. We both woke up randomly separate houses, 5am to do our research for today's episode and coincidentally for no associated reason, looked up the same random Welcome 10 year Google, old Nicolas Cage yeah. film. No, I went hunting for this on IMDb. Like I didn't just And as soon as you found it, it and sent it over to Alex going, oh man, maybe you, maybe you'll want to look at this. That's no. weird, man. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I, I, my, what I did was I was looking up Nick Cage for some reason. Oh, it was to get uh, my movie babies. And then I just decided that oh, two, that's right. you two yeah. terrible Nick Cage movies in general would do. Um, yeah. And I stumbled upon that one and I was like, ooh, and then kept going. <laughs> well, speaking about movies, you went and saw a movie for us this week. I did. You got this right. He's totally got it. Yep. Just had to get my phone off the charger. Because, Completely prepared. Yeah, oh, definitely. So the film you saw was called Can You Ever Forgive Me? Is Starring right? Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Grant. Tell me everything about it. Okay, give me two seconds. I apparently closed the thing that I'm meant to read from. Who's Melissa McCarthy? An She's, actor. Is she, the, oh, is, is she the tubby girl in Ghostbusters? Yes. Is that yes. who it is? Okay. Yeah. So, oh, okay. and um, the wedding movie, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. That's and all the other things in yeah. Tammy and et cetera, et cetera. I like her in Bridesmaids. Yeah. That is the end of my opinions on her. Okay. I, rem- I remember liking her in Bridesmaids, but not in anything else. She's she's she was also the lead in uh, Happy Time Murders. <gasps> um, she was in Gilmore Girls, wasn't she? She was yes. the yes. best friend chef. Yeah. I really liked her there. Yeah. She wasn't a she's crazy been, She's been character. big on SNL. Yeah. yeah. She's also yeah. a famous anti-vaxxer, so we, I'm, cap, she, I'm capping our compliments of her. Legitimately? I be, unless I'm remembering the wrong person. She is allegedly a big anti-vaxxer. Is that what happens when your surname is McCarthy? You just immediately anti-vax? Yes. Right. Well, Alex, is that enough time for you to gather your- uh, your wits and everything? Oh, yes. Excellent. Um, I actually wrote out like a little review thing. So mm. bear with me. I'm reading uh, something I don't do a lot of. I read that. Well, why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm going to search whether Melissa McCarthy is an anti-vaxxer. Okay. Um, okay. So can you ever forgive me? It's a quirky movie with underrated anticipation. It stars Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Grant. Uh, you wouldn't think they would work so well together. So the story follows Lee Israel, played by Melissa McCarthy, who is an outdated biographer who discovers writing fraudulent letters from past celebrities and selling them to collectors can make her quite a bit of money. She meets her homeless friend Jack Hawk, played by Richard E. Grant, who has no idea what any of this means um, and eventually, naively, helps her with her scandal. Um, So eventually she is found out and is prosecuted and she learns her lesson and is able to write something worth. So this is based while. on a true story, isn't it? Yeah, Lee Israel yeah. was um, a big like biographer writer. Yeah, yeah. names like Les- Estee Lauder and yeah, people yeah. like that. Um, so I've lost my spot now. Thanks. You're welcome, um, Alex. May I interject again to compliment your hair today? Oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, she's able to write something worth her readers while, um, which is her story. So kind of takes you through what she did and then right at the end, like this is the payoff. Like she writes about her like wrongdoings and, right. and all that. And that's how kind of comes back. Um, so it, it's a biopic. Um, and I think it deserves a lot more attention than what it has got. 
going into the movie, I hadn't seen a trailer. I hadn't seen any posters, like nothing. So the I first, hadn't heard of it before yeah. right now. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't normally, like reading a movie times list and seeing that movie come up, can you ever forgive me? I would have gone, oh, rom-com, don't want to see that yeah. without even looking into it. It's not a romantic comedy. It's sort of a a dry drama with comedic aspects. Okay. Um, but I think she, uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy does a really good job. Um, Is the film good? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so who doesn't enjoy a dry yeah. drama with comedic moments? I'm um, a, a legitimately <laughs> asking. That's yeah. my, one of my favorite kinds of films. It's um, yeah. So. It basically it's this woman Lee Israel struggling with every aspect of her life. Uh, no one wants to read what she's writing. Uh, no one will love her, uh, and she pushes everyone away. And then her cat dies. Um, so, so there is oh, a happy ending at least. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh well, the, her cat gets sick and she can't pay for treatment. So that's kind of like one of the triggers that she gets this idea, yeah. and so she is able to pay for the treatment and guys yada, have, yada. have some bad news real quick. It's not Melissa McCarthy. It was Jenna McCarthy. Oh, good. Jenny McCarthy. Sorry. So I've, I, 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 yes, I was very surprised when you said Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. So my bad. I'm sorry, Melissa. Lucky I said the word allegedly like 17 times. So I think I'm pretty clean there. Mm. I don't know. I'd still see you. I think retractions are fine. <laughs> like when you retract it in the same episode, I think it's like crystal clear, like clean sure. cut. No Robert Mueller involved. It's just me. It's like you were never um, wrong at all. It's like I was never wrong at all. Mm. Like normal. So yes, as I was saying, <laughs> you get pulled into liking this character in a very charming way. It's not my usual type of movie, but I'm glad I had the opportunity to see it thanks to Fox. Um, and I would recommend any anyone to go see this movie. I we, really enjoyed it. When we're sent to these press screens, we normally talk about how drunk we got beforehand out of reference because I wasn't there to like watch you. How oh, drunk were um, you? I had one glass of wine. And then there was a free ice cream cookie, Ooh. and then popcorn, and I got a bottle of water. Oh, that's all right. It was a, it was a very nice night. I like to be up front I, so that they yeah. like you can make the guess of where we bribed or not. Oh no. yeah, no, the, it was like a whole thing. Like it was at the Dandy at Cooperoo, and yeah. it was their one year birthday. Oh, that's nice. So it was like a big thing for like their members as well. So there was like food, there was live music, there was open bar, and um, people were walking around with canapes and things like that. It was it was really fun. Um, okay. But um, yeah, we got into the movie. Everyone was really nice. They did like a little giveaway of the book that Lee Israel actually wrote. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed myself. I, I admittedly took my wife and made it a date night and it was very lovely. Thank you for asking. Cheetah. What? Cheetah. It's not a date night because someone else organized everything nice for you. I took her to dinner beforehand. Oh, you're okay. technically well, working. Right. Yes. I wasn't but, accusing you of cheating I mean, on your wife with yeah, your wife. I was. That, I, I was <laughs> that's why I was like, no, no, I'm married <laughs> to this woman. <laughs> Thank you. Woman. No. Lady. Hey, guys, let's play a fun game. Okay. What does Jim Carrey, Donald Trump, Cindy Crawford, Rob Schneider, and Alicia Silverstone all have in common? They're anti-vaxxers. They are all anti-vaxxers. Yep. <laughs> there, was a really, really, there was a list of like 20 people I found, but they were the only ones that I was, I mean, you, you I'm not shocked who, about Trump. You know but, who else were anti-vaxxers? All the parents of all the children that died from all those diseases that people who now get vaccine va- vaccined, vaccinated, vaccinated for. I, I saw a thing. Yeah. 
It was American Horror Story season eight. The whole thing. I, I binged it. You think you're the first person to ever do that? <gasps> Never. No? Okay, you're going quiet because you know radio silence kills me personally. <laughs> but I want it's fine. Like as long as you're the first person. I don't think I'm the first oh, person. Fuck. It was it was released like Actually, as TV shows usually are weekly. To a captive audience. No, to a, an audience that chose to view it. Mm. It's very good. Which one's um, that one about? Uh, so this one is American Horror Story Apocalypse. So mm. the first episode is you don't have any idea why people are getting warnings on their phones about missile strikes and they have the rich people have an hour to get to this safe location where basically their families have bought them uh, positions in a bunker and they have to get there as soon as they can. And then nuclear bombs go off at the end of the first episode, apocalypse. And then you're in the bunker. So it's full out. of these bunkers. Yes. Okay. Um, so American Horror Story apparently all happens in, in the same universe. This season ties season one and season three together very tightly. So that's Murder House set in LA and uh, Coven set in uh, New Orleans. So the witches come back and then also the baby from the end of the first episode, spoiler alert, you find this out in episode two, I think, is the Antichrist. So he brought around the about the end of the world. And so this season is different to a lot of the other American horror story seasons because they are famously written on the fly. So they're not scripted all beforehand and then filmed and released basically they start they write pretty much as the reception for the previous episodes are coming in this one is not so there's a big twist at the end of the third episode and then you go back in time to see everything leading up to that which it does feel like seven episodes of exposition but it is it is kind of interesting if you're already invested in these characters because you do meet a lot of old characters, a lot of old characters come back, um, etc. Um, because it is like a, a set group of actors that play different roles every season. Yeah, you do have people playing roles, different roles in different scenes in the same episode. Uh, so uh, there's only so much makeup can do. Okay, uh, and but you do have all the big names coming back to at least. Did Quinter come back this season? No. There wasn't a lot in Murder House. There was a little bit in Murder House. Um, Wasn't he in Quinter was in Murder House. He was also in Asylum. Oh, was he in both? Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've touched this series. I did the Murder House, Asylum, and maybe half of the circus one. That was Freak Show, which was four. Was that four, is it? Yeah. So you you missed Coven, which is my personal favorite, Uh, which is why I like this one because it it is- Mostly the witches become the main characters uh, and then dealing with the story from Murder House. So that was the thing I liked originally about the series that you could just pick a season that kind of fit your genre and yeah. it wouldn't really matter. But now, so you, you kind of have to. No, I'm sure prior. I'm sure you could jump in on this season um, and it's probably going to be the easiest one to understand because everything is kind of plotted out. Mm. beforehand whereas the mo the main criticisms of all the other seasons is that like there are dropped threads throughout the season where they've left hooks 
for story plots to maybe continue and then just ignore them. So okay. yeah, uh, yeah. So it is a recommend from me. I, it's if you like American Horror Story, this is a good season because um, there are off seasons. But I, I don't know. It is a very different style of storytelling than American Horror Story usually puts out. Is it their final season? If they're like kind of attaching it them all together, be. or it might. Oh no, it's, it's not tying everything together. It's just it harks back to the end of the first season, and you get some of the. At the characters from there and then season three as well, it plays around with the politics that it set up in that season. Okay. I thought American Horror Story was a film. I didn't realise it was a TV series. No, it's like no, an anthology yeah, series. series. Right. Like, oh, up until now anyway, every season's just been like, here's a haunted house. Here's a spooky haunted asylum. asylum. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, and I'm then s- witches, uh, freak show, like a circus hotel, uh, then it was a, there's uh, the reality one. TV, then it was a cult, now it's Goodness me. Yeah. No, I'm completely behind in that. I very have, interesting I no and full of very good performances mm. as well. Um, they have all actors that they keep coming back to. So very, is, it a, is it a bit like Twilight Zone and Black Mirror? That the, the, oh, Episode to episode, is, it is a story continuous. Yeah. So, it's, I say, oh, so each season is, is it blocked off yes, separately? Yes, yeah. Okay. So it's usually 10 to 13 episodes in a season and they tell the arc of the murder house in that 13 and then the right. arc of the coven in that 13, etc. I have seen recently um, the house on... Uh, uh, the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, how would you compare it to... Like, um, is, is, it, it, is it comparable to that? Yes. It's a bit more schlocky. Okay, so that's it's fine. it's not a it doesn't take itself nearly as seriously. Um, it really latches onto tropes like the sexy nun or the evil nun, right. um, that the the German doctor sort of things. Really latches on and drills down on those. But it is and it's entertaining because you kind of get to see all these interesting tropes interact with each other. Mm. Yeah. A good way to spend Christmas, it would seem. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and my experience with it is actually it's quite well put together. Like okay. the quality of the actual like just cinematography alone it's it's a little bit above like standard television like it's i don't know what network it, can, it appears on in the states but mm-hmm. it's, I, th- I think it's hbo yeah well oh, it, okay. it shows if, it, if it, whether it's not that or not it's quite well done very good yeah. well speaking of uh, netflix shows i'm happy that this one has not been cancelled in fact i'm delighted that i had a notification that season three has just become available oh really uh, bilbo's show uh, f is for family his animated sitcom. Are any of you familiar with it? I've watched all the first season in a day. Yes. But I, and I obviously I enjoyed it because I did it all, but I never I haven't started season two yet. Like it just hasn't. Yeah, it's been out for it. a while. I know, but I, mean, I just yeah. haven't oh. had the need to do it. So how, how is it? Oh, very good. Yeah, it was terrific. I, I really like the show. Like it's, it's, it's a set back in the 70s and it, it doesn't tell uh, like a real life Bill Burr story, but it kind of mixes all the stories of people's parents you knew and, and your own, or his own experiences, I guess, growing up in the seventies in, in the States mm. where men are quite sexist and yes, that's just yeah. the way things, things happen. They're not trying to be mm. um, uh, d- deliberately mean uh, to, to uh, women and, and their wives, especially, but it just comes off, comes off the way. And it's, and it's a funny show. It's a, it's a comedy show. Animated as well. Alex, you saw Swinging Safari with me. We had to do yes. it for review yeah. oh, over a year ago now. Have you guys seen that movie? No. If you like the kind of atmosphere from Everest Family, okay. hit it, check it out. It's an Australian film. I will say it's a more 
sexually driven version of okay. that, yeah, but fine. it's telling you it's got the same exact archetypes going through it, just set in Australia rather than the states. But, okay, so if you like that, I would mm. try. It wasn't the worst movie I've seen. <laughs> it tried though. Well, <laughs> it's out. But what I really wanted to pose to you guys a question of why is why is nostalgia such a draw, or is it an, an especially powerful draw, or is it just that every generation is nostalgic for the past? And we're just going through it now. Out of the I think human it's, condition, I guess. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think it's an easy way to frame a story. It's definitely well. easy. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's like you know exactly what happened if you look at history and then you can – that's the boundary. That's right. And you can either yeah. be revisionist or be a realist and, yeah. and correct yeah. people on their on yeah. their revisions. Yeah. 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 And yeah, you give people an, a frame of reference to kind of either reinforce or undermine. I think that's – like if you if you're dealing with things like gender going back to the 50s gives you a lot of a lot of impetus to work with okay. whereas if you're setting it now talking about gender you you're going to date even a year in the future because the conversation changes mm. so, so quickly so uh, do you think nostalgic shows are done so in order to um set up a framework and just and just be working off that as an as an easy template, why try something new when you can retry something that was successful and old? Well, the thing is, it's it's still new. Like they're still telling new stories, mm. just with uh, just with this kind of background of familiarity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I think because you 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 make a statement just by the setting. So okay, I, and I think so. You can either reinf like so if you're going back to the 1800s and you want to say something about families then that you're dealing with a very different structure and people think differently about families in the 1800s than they do now yes so i think if you if someone is nostalgic for that time then they can make that seem very pleasing and so i I think it's it's just a way of setting a period piece is a way of setting a movie with a whole bunch of uh connotations already there okay yeah. and let's be cynical when people are growing up watching ninja turtles and their kids they can't buy all the toys that they want but when they replay ninja turtles <laughs> 20 years later suddenly these are the people with the money so they have a chance of a second round of selling this all is- that merchandise they couldn't have sold to them because they didn't have the money this is true and that's cynical but also definitely correct <laughs> <laughs> like it's- well I've, I've i've noticed a bit of a loose pattern that um we definitely go through periods where nostalgia becomes popular again. But when that happens, we tend to look about a hundred years in the past. So the last the last time that nostalgia was pretty powerful was back in the sixties and seventies when the Westerns became really popular. Every every new TV show was a Western, Bonanza, all those, and they were mm. all hits, they were all huge. And they were all looking back to just after the Civil War in in America in the States, 100 years in the past and kind of glorifying or romanticizing everything that happened then. These days, you've got shows like Downton Abbey and things like that all, all focused around the, the, the turn of the century. Mm. Again, 100, 100 years in the past. So I'm wondering in the next, you know, the next gap that, that we have between the, the next hit of nostalgia, it's going to be another 20 or 30 years before that happens. We'll be looking back at the end of the Second World War and and Elvis mm. Presley and rock and roll, do you think that's going to be that in 20 years' time, hit shows are going to be all about the 50s and 60s? Well, just like, okay, so Bohemian and Rock Rhapsody, and roll and, uh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody just came out. I'm bad with my timelines, but 
when was Queen's like major hit? 70s, the 70s. 70s, yeah. So you're thinking in another 20 years, wouldn't we be looking back on the 90s in theory? It's 2018. Yeah, so it'd be 2040 by then, and we look back at the 90s, or that's not too far. We'd be looking back 100 years in the past at the 1940s, 1950s. Well, that won't happen until the 2090s. Yeah. It <laughs> feels a bit long. How can you feel nostalgic about a time that you weren't associated with, is my point? Like, I think no, you'd have yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it, I think it has to be far, so, so far away enough that you don't, um, that, that you can't associate with it. You don't have any living relatives that can go back. And so it's very easy to romanticize it. But do you think people get nostalgic when they watch like, like King Arthur, like a medieval film with no attachment? I, I think that counts not as nostalgic. nostalgia. Yeah. You can't get nostalgic for that because it's not close enough to you. Yeah. Yeah, plus, mm. it's you know so wrapped up in legend that you just have no idea. Yeah, it, no, it's it was, all bullshit. I, no, I, I I just wanted a light discussion about nostalgia, and I and I think I've felt the table quite quite well. Okay. Um. Well, news ran over. You don't get a review from me this week because I think we should. I think we need to cut this episode here anyway. But next week, I've got a goodie for you. Um, so we are on all the socials and all the things that are related to the medias. We are tweet us at Second Take TNC. Look at pictures of us at Instagram at Second Take Podcast. That's probably That's, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got it, man. On Facebook, <laughs> Second Take Podcast. Uh, we have a Gmail or an email, as you would call it, because who would call it a Gmail? But it is Second Take Podcast at gmail.com on that note. And our website, secondtakepodcast.com. We've nailed this, guys. Oh, this yes, is the best definitely. version of this ever that we've ever done ever. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.